Call me sentimental, but to me, the most joyful moment in sports is the soccer goal. And when that goal happens at the World Cup, well, it's pretty good. I'm Brian Phillips. With the 2022 Men's World Cup approaching, I'm making a podcast called 22 Goals on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's about 22 of the most fire emoji goals in the history of the tournament. We're going to have so much fun. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reels always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer, and today we're checking in with August streaming recommendations, Blue Crush 20 years later, and early Halloween. It's too <laughs> soon, but we'll talk about it. Exactly. We'll okay, so first up, we're checking in with August streaming recommendations. It's the beginning of a new month that we've been listening to a lot, watching a lot. Let's go through it. So first on the music side, I put this in. And I stand by it because I want everyone to support her as a musical artist. But it turns out I don't really like this album. But I am talking about um, Maggie Rogers' new album that dropped called Surrender. And came out, I think, this week. Kate, you can fact check me on that if I'm wrong. But Mm -hmm. basically where we left off, 2019, she released an absolute banger of an album called Heard It In A Past Life. And I was obsessed. I watched her live. I went to a concert. She was so amazing. Pandemic happened. She like retreated to coastal Maine, like Mm. kind of was very burnt out by her touring and all that, which I totally get. And then also in the last two years, went to Harvard Divinity School and enrolled in a year-long master's program focused on the, quote, presence of religion in public life. So this is from Pitchfork. She was considering questions like, does an artist hold a responsibility to their audience? How can a performance be a conduit for a transcendental experience? Anyway, So I had really high hopes then for this album because you take what she did the first time and then you take all of that like religious, spiritual experience and was like, this is going to be the best thing of my life. 
And Kate, I know you're a Maggie Rogers fan as well, Amelia. I don't know if you are. Just didn't really like it. And I feel so bad to say that. Huge letdown. I won't lie. This past New Music Friday was absolutely packed. We had Beyonce, which we'll talk about in a moment. Maggie Rogers, like just a bunch of other artists I was excited about. And I prioritized Maggie because I was just like in that vibe. I was like, Mm -hmm. I just want to like drive and walk and listen to this and like Mm -hmm. be transported by Maggie Rogers. And it was like, I did not like it. There are a couple songs that I like and they're all the ones that she like pre-released. Yeah. Uh, Like there are like legitimate skips. Like I do not want to listen to this whole song. Yeah. And I will be skipping it. I turned it off multiple times. Yeah. Also really quick. Can I say? Liz, this happened before we were good friends. So I forgive you for not remembering it. You mentioned your Maggie Rogers concert. That happened because someone posted in Ringer Slack, I believe it was Alex Lee, and said, I have two free tickets to a Maggie Rogers concert. First come, first serve. I slacked Alex Lee within about 45 seconds. And you slacked Alex Lee within about 30 seconds and stole those tickets right out from under me. I think and it was I, Sean Fennessy. Actually, it I remember Fe- oh, it well. it was Sean Fennessy. It <laughs> yeah. was Sean Fennessy. Yeah. And he was like, Liz Kelly just beat you to it. And I was like, damn, Liz Kelly. Uh, so I'm it glad you enjoyed that concert. concert. It was so good. I'm so <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. It's um, fine. I'll yeah. hold that grudge for my entire life. Uh, so but yeah, I, I was equally disappointed by this album and you texted me about it and I was like prepared to act like I liked it on this podcast for the purposes of content. Not that I would ever lie on a podcast, but I was prepared to be like, these are the songs that I do like because I mm-hmm. do like some of them. Uh, but yeah, we're on the same wavelength about that for sure. Yeah. You can stream it. I would love to support yeah. her in every way. So I'm just going to go ahead and say stream it, but I did not personally love it. You know, decide, yeah. Decide stuff. for yourself. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, we do have to talk about Beyonce because I, like I said, I prioritized the Maggie Rogers album. And then when I realized I didn't like it, I was like, well, it's time for Beyonce. She released Renaissance on Friday. It's her sort of pop disco just fun comeback. And it's so fun. I don't know if anyone, any of you have listened to it. If you have Mm -hmm. any sort of workout coming up in the next week, it's the perfect soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will just make you feel like you're at a nightclub and also you look better than you've ever looked and you're wearing something (laughs) amazing. And it's so fun. It reminds me a lot. It's not, I'm not going to be like Beyonce reminds me of Dua Lipa because that would be a disservice. However, the (laughs) vibe of this, like the pop disco fun vibe does remind me of like listening to like future nostalgia, like levitating and like early Mm. quarantine and being like, this is the only source of joy in my life. Uh, this This is is a great endorsement. It's really fun. It's, I mean, you can't go wrong with like disco pop vibes ever. And also yeah. the whole album is like very seamless. Like all the songs kind of transition into each other, which is always really fun. So yeah, just highly recommend. Honestly, she did it again. Don't listen to Maggie. Listen to Beyonce. Uh, <laughs> like Mag- really, Maggie needs it. Beyonce doesn't, but I do agree. That's I like true. Beyonce's that's album true. way more. You can listen listen to Maggie, give her a shot, and then be like, okay, now Beyonce. Okay. I actually yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, on the other side of streaming, you guys... Love Island season eight just ended the finale. Well, the finale in the UK was this week and I already know what happened because I can't stay away from spoilers, but the US is behind whatever. It's the final couple episodes. It is such a good season and it's so good that I evenly like, like privately messaged Amelia in like a plea of like good faith and was like, please watch this. Like I'm dying to talk about it. I have no one. Um, Okay. Let me, no spoilers, obviously, but it had very juicy twists 
It had real connection and real love, in my opinion. And justice was served in the end with the winner, which I feel mm. like you don't always get with Love Island. Um, Amelia said she'd consider it. So anyway, I'm telling the masses, Love Island season eight, really good, all on Hulu. And this is the British one? Yes. Oh, yeah. I should have said that. Thank you. Love Island UK. I do not care for the US version. The only one I, it's I know. A purist. That's what I hear. That's what I is hear. UK. Yeah. That's so interesting. I really want to try it. I really, I just, the amount, the volume of the shows, it's just, that is intimidating. It's intimidating. I say as I watch like, you know, baskets all four seasons for the (laughs) fifth time in a month, you know, so. You You can't force it though. You can't force it. You can't force it. It is 50 plus episodes. I think it's like 55 in the end, but every week at the, because it's every single night, Oh my God. But then at the end of the week, they do like an unseen bit and like kind of wrap up episode and interview. Mm. So you skip those episodes, obviously. So it's really like four times a week. So anyway, just if anyone wants to talk about it, I'm here for everyone. I do want to, I really do want to watch because I heard it. I I mean, a glowing recommendation from you and (laughs) I've heard it's really it's popular, but I just, I, it's hard, you know? You would it's be hard. unstoppable if you started watching <laughs> Love Island. Your pop culture oh. prowess would be actually like, just at the limit does not exist. I feel like <laughs> if you ever wanted to. I know, gotta, thank you. I gotta cover, you know, I have to, I have to try at least, you know, I should try at least once because I feel like I've tried at least every single popular reality show once. So, right. Right. you know. And I'm which, here for you when you do. Thank you. I don't know if you guys are, I just want to pivot really quickly because on the dating reality show note, I personally, people really love the season of The Bachelorette and I'm kind of like, Hmm. oh my God, this is, I I think I've just hit my limit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've moved on to (laughs) F-Boy Island. Hell yeah. have you? Yeah. Is it good? It's like, it's good, but it's, it's like, I don't, it's so stupid. The premise is really dumb because it's like, are they an F boy or a nice guy? And then they oh date, there's three girls and they all date the guys. And then at the end, you can either stay with the girl and you split the cash or you run away with the cash. And it's like, you've been forewarned because these guys are F boys. And, and it's fun because oh. you get to guess along with them to see like who's an F boy. So there's audience participation there, which I enjoy. Nice. Is it a 50 yeah. 50 split? Half are F boys, half are like nice guys? I think so, yeah. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's hosted by Nikki Glazer, who I think is really funny. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, yeah. the premise is really funny. Right. Yeah, the is. whole premise is The is whole really premise good. is really yeah. funny. And it's, it's actually, it's produced by, I think the show is created by one of the top Bachelor producers for a while. Yeah. Yeah. El- Elon Gale, right? Elon Gale, He's like the yeah. mind behind it. Mm-hmm. He's so the he mind. He's doing. He does. He was recently on on Bachelor Party and he was very funny on that. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like maybe because Love Island is very seasonal and it's ended now, maybe I can fill the void with FY Island. I'm not opposed to watching that, actually. It's just enough funny. Yeah, Yeah. it it really. Yes, (laughs) totally. That's a that's a perfect word for it. Kate, for me, this is all rumors. This is not maybe it will be confirmed uh, by the time this podcast comes out. But there are a lot of rumors about HBO Max. And whether it's cutting its original programming, whether things will be removed from the service, a lot of people worried on social media about uh, their shows and whether they'll be able to watch them or see them or if they'll go somewhere else or disappear completely. Uh, Certain shows are safe. There's a difference between HBO TV shows and HBO Max originals. But if you are concerned, 
and you do want to prioritize some of the HBO Max originals that may or may not be available, they're not going to nuke these from the world. So like, I wouldn't be that concerned, but like maybe they won't get a second season. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if they however, do nuke them for the one from the world, that would be very funny. I mean, I'm like, you're not like, suddenly yeah. going to be like, actually, we hate sure. Taika Waititi and his show sucks and now you can never watch it again. However, yeah. on that note, if you do want to prioritize some HBO Max originals, maybe be like, hey, HBO, people care. I would recommend one, Our Flag Means Death, which is the Taika Waititi pirate show, uh, mm. which again is just very fun, very wacky, very quirky. And then also the Sex Lives of College Girls, which I started, didn't finish. It was too awkward for me. Went sure. back to, enjoyed again, then didn't finish again because again, it was too awkward. I've like been like huh. just, just tasting it here and there being like, oh, this is fun. And then being like, oh, I can't do this. Uh, I've been meaning to watch this. People really like it. It's fun. And I'm like kind of invested in like some of the cast members and like their careers. I think some of them are really mm. good and really talented. One of them that I actually don't think is super talented is Timothy Chalamet's younger sister, who oh. Oh, is one of the stars. And I was like, wow, love Timothy Chalamet. Like that family obviously has talent. I don't know. Mm. She's fine, you know, but I, mm. if I didn't know that it was his younger sister. I'd be like, this is the worst character. So, oh shit. It's, okay. it's a fun show, though. You know, if you want yeah. something sort of light and fun. And yeah, I guess. And like the Sex and the City show is also an HBO Max original. So like, oh. listen, well, go watch. Go watch that, too, while you can. Because you just, just like don't that. know. HBO Max is doing crazy things over there. Right. Uh, so, yeah, those are my those are my wrecks. What yeah, about good. hacks? I feel like people love hacks. <gasps> I love oh, hacks. Yeah. You know, it's not on the list that I'm looking at on either side. Oh, like, really? so it's not like going to get an, axed? I feel like that's an HBO show. Is it? Oh, okay. yes, yes. Because and not I, an HBO Max. I pulled up Wikipedia and they listed it on the list of oh, HBO maybe Max then. original program. But oh, I yeah. don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You must be right. You, oh, then hacks watch is that so too. good. Stream hacks. They can't Highly cut Gene Smart out of our lives. It's no. illegal, Well, and it won actually. like Emmys, right? So, yeah. yeah. I feel like this is all a little bit overblown. Uh, sure. Not to feed into it, but… yeah. You know, it's a good yeah. chance to to go on the platform and see what what you want to watch before mm-hmm. it potentially That's a good goes point. away. Mm-hmm. Amelia, what do you got? You know, there's like a local theater in Minneapolis who's do, they're doing um like Nicolas Cage Summer or something. And yes. So, oh, that's really yeah. cool. <laughs> it's yeah, it's fun, and it's like eight dollars per movie. Uh, nice. And so they've been doing a lot of fun movies, some of which I've seen, I've gone and seen, and. Um, I just recommend just for the masses, if you've if you've never seen Face Off, now is the time to watch it. It's a- absolutely absurd, <laughs> but it's really fun and you will be entertained for the entire time. And it's not only Nicolas Cage, you also get John Travolta, so it's really like bang the for Amelia like dynamic Special. duo. Exactly. Really. It's it's <laughs> I love that movie. And then also Raising Arizona, which is an early Coen Brothers film. It's very weird. It's really funny. Um, I love this movie. Oh, do Amelia. you? Oh I love God. this movie. <laughs> I was, when I saw it in this outline, I was like, yes, this should be an August <laughs> streaming recommendation for everyone. <laughs> Pull it out of obscurity. Bring it it's, to the people. Yeah, it's I great. I, it's really fun. <laughs> it's a really yeah. fun film. So, um, yeah, those are just a couple of Nicolas Cage recommendations. I've I've yet to see. Well, I did see his. What was that one where he played himself? That was a fun oh movie. the something something of immeasurable talent or yes, something talent. yeah something talent the weight um, of talent the weight <laughs> the one where Nicolas Cage plays himself basically yes, that's the what title. they should have called it exactly yeah and then 
I do. I want to see the movie Pig, which. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where he I has like a truffle pig. I that was scary or not. Like yeah, it had I don't scary know. vibes, but uh-huh. I didn't. I was it's afraid like to like actually watch the full trailer. Like, okay. I never trust A24 with anything, like mm. in terms of not scaring I get me. It. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So I I couldn't tell. So let me know if it's a scary movie or I'll not. Let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, okay, let's keep moving. Not worth the tea. Relationship news and this week in social media. We left off last week with me talking about Kylie Jenner's private jet travel and then mm. the celebrity jet Twitter account where I also called out people like A-Rod, Blake Shelton, Elon Musk, yada, yada. And the days ensued after uh, people actually really dug into this. And it turns out- Chris Jenner. What Chris Jenner did was she was like, <laughs> who can we pivot to? Who can we put on blast to take the blame That's for the private jet s- discourse? And now we have a new- Why did I not think new- of that? We have a new uh, oh scapegoat for all did, jet emissions that have ever happened. How did I Who not it, put these two things together? Okay. So yes, that makes sense. The mastermind Chris Jenner kind of reformatted <laughs> the story. And it turns out that everyone's queen, Taylor Swift, is the number one worst celebrity when it comes to private jet carbon emissions. She is the worst one by far. <clears throat> Kylie Jenner is not even in the top 10, which again- Good for you, Kate. You're right. Chris Jenner just spit in the wheel of like her media empire. But yeah, which was, I think, shocking. I think just because, you know, Kylie Jenner is very easy to be a villain. And we're like, yeah, Mm. fuck you. You are horrible (laughs) for the internet. And then it turns out everyone's like little leading lady. Taylor Swift is actually the one. Her average flight time was 80 minutes. It says she took, I think, something like 170 flights in the past seven months which is really, really, really bad. Okay, so then that comes out, right? Taylor Swift, number one worst celebrity. Her team obviously responds and says that Taylor's jet is loaned out regularly to other individuals to attribute most or all of these trips to her is blatantly incorrect. Which is like, okay, yeah, 170 flights in the last seven months like doesn't truly make sense, but it's still her jet. And then also, why is she loaning it out to people that aren't Taylor Swift if Taylor Swift's the really only celebrity that needs the privacy and security to travel privately? You know what I mean? Exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Stop loaning it out, Taylor. Stop loaning it. Truly. Exactly. Make your friends fly economy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because anyone who needs it for that level of would have the, I mean, like the Taylor Swift's of the world have their own. You're right. That's almost more egregious because she has reason to not fly. Obviously, she's not going to fly public, but like she has reason to be needing a certain level of privacy, an extreme level of privacy. And like, you know, has been treated badly by the press, like has reason to keep everything under wraps. That's fine. Right. But yeah, loaning it to like freaking Abigail. If Abigail is out there on it, taking her honeymoon on it. Yeah. 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 That is egregious. You're right. Isn't it? So I found this really funny. Honestly, I do love Taylor Swift, but I just love that like of all the celebrities, it was her. Um, yeah. It's kind of funny. Is, like, you know, she's so, such a, I don't know, beloved Little goody person. goody two-shoes. Yes. Yeah. And Kylie Jenner got destroyed. Kim and Travis Scott actually are within the top 10, but not in the top five, whatever. So anyway, there were a lot of memes that were circulating. Yes. I think, Kate, you were sending a lot, or Kyle was, I can't remember. Um, oh, and I won't be able to do them justice with words. But if you guys haven't seen this online, I would look into it. I do think like just something about about Taylor Swift being such like a try hard do gooder, like in the public perception and Mm -hmm. then this coming out and, and (laughs) the way that people reacted was in memes and it, 
Yes. In a way that like no, like this discourse has been going on for a while and this has never happened to another celebrity. And I think it was just that it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. And there were, there are all these memes now where it's like Taylor Swift walking her dog and it's like a helicopter, <laughs> like airlifting a dog out of the desert. And like, there are all these pictures of like planes, like famous planes flying. And then it'll like do a little zoom in picture and it's like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Or like Taylor Swift taking a walk and it's like a plane flying. You know, it's it's all of these like people just can't stop. And it's funny every time, actually. Like, yes, I, they're all very think, funny. They are really when, funny. Low effort, when, but like they hit. When this Kylie Jenner stuff, people got like really mad, like really viscerally mad. And yeah. then when the Taylor mm-hmm. Swift thing came out, they were like, what the fuck? It's still, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, like aggravating and horrifying for the environment. But like, I think funnier to people. It is, and especially when when they were like, okay, it's not actually her. Then it's like, we don't care. You know, (laughs) we will continue to meme as though it is. So, So like, there's kind of like a, it doesn't matter what's true. Now Uh, it's just funny. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, the content out of this was really good. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I just saw today, like, Kylie took her private jet to Milan for like 24 hours to go to a a lap. So, it will continue. This is not like the last we'll hear. About all these things, but I thought that was really funny. No one's going to spot Taylor Swift in first class on Delta next week. Like, it's not going to change anything, but it is. it has been at least a little bit of silver lining to our planet's ultimate fate. Yes. There you go. Um, That's a great way to put it. Amelia, what do you got? So there was… There is a clip that's been circulating, which it actually it's from a podcast. It's from Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff's podcast, Good Friend. Um, and I guess the clip is actually not new. It's from October of 2021, so almost a year ago. And it's just like it's it's originally the clip is originally from Danny Pellegrino's Twitter. And I'm sorry. I just, I'm thinking about it and I'm laughing. Um, And what it is, is basically they're talking about Spring Awakening, the musical that Jonathan and Leah were in however many years ago. And uh, Jamie Lee, they're interviewing Jamie Lee Curtis, who is just, she's been on a roll lately. Um, And they're like talking about Spring Awakening and Jamie's like, did you guys like win Tony's? And Leah goes, yes, we won eight Tony's. And Jamie Lee Curtis goes in this like very one note uh, tone in her voice. She goes, yes, you did. But you didn't, Leah. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. And it is, it is so brutal. And people were saying, wow, like she was savage for this. And like, you know, this is uh, like, she didn't have to say it that way. And it was just like really funny. And um, it was re- later revealed that she, they were like joking about it and everything. So it wasn't actually as savage as, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's still a cutting joke, you know, it's still like, you <laughs> yeah, know, if is. I were Leah Michelle, even though I'm friends with Jamie Lee Curtis, I'd still be like, ah, oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a drive by for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really funny. Wow. I'm loving the continued Leah Michelle discourse. I have to say. I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. been top of mind for us for like a couple <laughs> weeks straight. <laughs> she really has. She's and, another and, one that's fun to make fun of, you know? She, 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 and that's one that really it. deserves it. I'm not saying right. mm, people, yeah. but like mm-hmm. she's kind of known to be a pretty horrible person. Right. So Objectively it's like, a shitty person. So Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah. you know what? Okay, Fair go game. off, Jamie Lee. Yeah, exactly. So it was funny. The other thing that happened on social media, and this is funny, I feel like often t- I was like, oh, this isn't big news. But then I'm like, we are literally a celebrity 
news podcast. So I have to, I was almost not going to put in that line, but this is kind of objectively big celeb news, which is that Chrissy Teigen is pregnant with her third child, which is really sweet and exciting for her. She's been very open about her fertility struggles and then obviously losing a baby two years ago. So she's pregnant again, posted it on Instagram, very heartfelt caption. Anyway, not a lot of news report, just like happy for them. And um, their kids are really cute. So Nice. So cute. They do have such cute kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. Um, next one. This next thing was assigned to me, but as you know, I'm always happy to talk about Harry Styles. The X Factor released uh, an extended cut of Harry Styles' mm. X Factor audition. And previously, like we'd seen what we thought was his initial audition where he's saying a Stevie Wonder song. You know, we it wasn't amazing, but it was fine. He's cute. <laughs> Turns out that wasn't the first song that he sang for his audition. He actually sang Train's Hey Soul Sister as his first song. Oh, whoa. He had a backing track. It wasn't good. Oh. Uh, And then uh, Simon Cowell was basically like, like, it's kind of hard to hear you. Like, I don't, I can't tell if the backtrack was like throwing you off. Like something here isn't working. Can you sing something? Just you. And then Harry saying, isn't she lovely by Stevie Wonder? It was much better. He made it on the show despite one thumbs down from one of the judges, which I'm like, Ooh. imagine, you know, being like, actually, Wait, you don't deserve to be that? a star. Who was that? Like Louis something. Freaking Louis. Louis. Louis something. I don't know. Yes, Someone. I don't know. What's his I, name? Walsh? Louis Walsh. Because I don't. I only know yeah. him as like, I've seen so many clips of the British X Factor on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he's he's always making fun of the people, which, right. you know, he, Imagine he was like Simon Cowell before. down to one of our biggest current rock stars. I, That's just, fine. Wow. Uh, embarrassing. But yeah, it turns out that Simon Cowell may have saved Harold from, oh, wow. uh, you know, just being a nobody, being a baker in... Cheshire or wherever the hell I should know where he's from. It's something like that. We need to do, we talked about this on the Ringer Dish feed, but we need to do a Simon Cowell pod one of these days and just oh, talk about like we're his, doing one. His biggest moments. We're doing it at some point. I'm uh, obsessed we're invested. With Simon but Cowell, yeah. just one more listen, say what you will about him, but he knows what he's about. He, he does some of our greatest, our greatest stars. I, I mean, I. <sighs> I we can do this all day. I could not agree with you. I know. I could not agree with you more. We'll it's save so it for true. another pod. We'll get into oh, it. Oh, my one God. Of these yeah. days, okay. uh, yeah. For real. But yeah, thank you for assigning that to me because I actually had not watched it. As you know, my secondhand embarrassment prevents me from watching <laughs> things like this. But I forced myself to do it and I appreciated it. So thank you. Uh, finally, in this category, I just need to complain really quickly. I have beef with the current men in skirts trend. And this is primarily like straight celebrity men wearing skirts. Mm. And uh, it's a good Harry Styles segue because, you know, I there was a lot of debate about men wearing skirts the last couple of years. Harry's done it a lot. Not to be like he, you know, was the first one to do it. There are a lot of men who've been wearing skirts for a long time, like gender bending fashion. Harry did not invent this. However, the difference that I want to make and the complaint that I want to make is based on two men this week who wore skirts in a public setting. One is Brad Pitt at the Bullet Train premiere. And the mm. other is ASAP Rocky. And Brad Pitt on the red carpet had like this kind of brown sort of burlap looking skirt on with boots and a, you know, kind of fun look overall, like just kind of chill. ASAP Rocky wore this like long leather skirt with a hoodie out uh, this week. Mm. My complaint is not that they're wearing skirts. Great. Love it. Experiment. Sure. They're really ugly skirts. And like if a woman were to walk out in any of these skirts, we'd be like, what is that? Like, why are you wearing that? Now, when Harold or 
Billy Porter or anyone else who regularly wears skirts in a public setting wears them. They've mm-hmm. got the ruffles, embroidery. They, there's a shape to them. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. that a woman would would wear, like a fashion forward person sure. would wear and look good in. Whereas these guys are very clearly doing like the absolute most masculine <laughs> Like this used to be a trash bag and I cut the bottom off and now That's I'm wearing it in order point. to make headlines to say that I'm wearing a skirt. And it's like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Incredibly unflattering. If we're going to mm. do it, let's do it. Like give yeah. me a slit. Give me some pleats. Show a little thigh. Like, I, you know, like let's wear something that actually looks good and is yeah. fashion forward and not just be like, it's a skirt. It's hideous, but like it's fine. Okay, you know, I mostly agree with you, but I do think that ASAP Rocky should be excluded from this That's conversation. Fair. He does have a slit at been, the back of his. He's been rocking skirts also for like many years and in many okay, different okay. forms. So I he do, can be in this the, hair, spe- the Harry and yes, Billy. This so we're just look, mad at Brad. This, okay, yes, just mad at Brad. <laughs> and then also, did you see he was asked about it on the red carpet? He's like, "We're gonna die one day." Like, ha right. ha. He's like, not? it's for the breeze. He was like, we're going to die. Let's mess it up. I'm like, okay, it's literally a skirt. Like, I don't, like, you're not chill. inventing he, anything new he here. He did feel like he thought he was the first person that had ever done that. He did. Yeah, that was, he was the vibe like, of it. I like, skirt on a red taking carpet? Risks. Oh, he God, and like, funny. he yeah. had the same mindset as like Julia Fox in her like low cut pants. Being like, <laughs> no one has ever done this. And I'm so brave. Watch me. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. totally got that vibe. So yeah, that's my complaint is like, we can do the skirts and love it. Like, let's do it. But like, <laughs> give me good ones. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's sure. how I feel. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, 
tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's do cringe mode. I'm really excited for this one this week. And I think you all are too. We're doing Blue Crush, an absolute classic from our childhoods. Um, came out in 2002. This month is actually the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah. You We're guys? a couple okay. weeks early, but yeah. uh, it is this month. Yes. Uh, Kate, would you like to do the plot? Sure. This has been on our list forever. We have like this long cringe mode doc of things that we'll like get to one of these days. And Blue Crush has been on there for years. And we finally were like, we want a summer movie. Let's do it. Blue Crush stars Kate Bosworth as Anne-Marie, which we'll talk about. Uh, (laughs) She's a surfer and she wants to be a competitive surfer. She, uh, you know, trains really hard, has some like sort of PTSD trauma related to a surfing accident. She works as a maid in this hotel. She meets this uh, quarterback who is traveling for a game. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he and his friends, or mostly his friends, like absolutely destroy their hotel room. Their mm-hmm. maids are pissed off. They go to the beach. They're like, whose hotel room is this? This is how they meet, you know, the football team. They end up paying them for surfing lessons. She and the quarterback fall in love. Eventually have it out. It's like this whole thing. She like doesn't fit into his world. Um, classic. And uh, it ends with this big surfing competition. They fall back in love. She gets over her trauma and gets a sponsorship and, you know, is the next big thing in the world of surfing. Great movie. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you did it. All right, let's do highlights. Um, I think this movie was actually really well cast. There's three, there's obviously Kate Bosworth, who is the leading lady, like the one we really follow, but she's got two best friends who are also surfers. One of whom is Michelle Rodriguez, obviously actress, non-surfer. The other one they actually cast, like, a very real professional surfer named Sonoa Lake. She was like the princess of surf in the industry. She oh. was like the face that launched Roxy. Anyway, she's really Whoa, cool in her what? own right. I know. Her. Um, but anyway, so obviously you really only need to cast like, you know, Kate Bosworth's role and then her best friend, Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Really well done because we'll talk about this later. Not very easy to pull off surfing in a movie, especially when you're an actress first and then you're trying to like do whatever sport is required of you. But I thought their vibe was perfect. Like they obviously trained and like really like fought hard to kind of put themselves, you know, and like make it make sense. Kate Bosworth trained for like seven hours a day. She was like running at the bottom of the ocean with rocks, like in the movie, but also in real life to train. Anyway, specifically Michelle Rodriguez, who we'll talk about later, but really just thought they did a good job with who they put in these like first couple of roles. Mm -hmm. Agreed. They okay. definitely have the just the right vibe. They, it's it would have been okay. easy to go wrong and pick someone who is like yes you just don't see in that environment like doesn't yes. fit kind of like the athletic yet yes. sort of feminine but like also not vibe of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree, it works really. It well. felt like Kate Bosworth actually had been living in Hawaii her entire life <laughs> and like living in this house with her friends. Um, yes. Second highlight is I just generally really like a this movie, but b anything about surfing. I think I plugged this in a streaming rec a couple months ago, but a hundred foot wave on HBO is about like extreme surfing in Portugal. But like, I will just watch anything about surfing. I am totally so deathly scared of the ocean. <laughs> That's and, what I was going to ask. Have it? you ever done it? No, no, I'm so scared, but I like, am so enamored and like really captivated by people who can do it. 
because maybe yeah. like you're living you know. vicariously through yes. that. Totally. It is beautiful. Yes. And I love I too love surfing, looking at it, looking mm-hmm. at people conquer these huge <laughs> waves. Um, yeah. And it, the footage here was great. And uh, I also enjoyed the music selection going on. And mm. I was like, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Know? for sure. Yeah. Highlight for me, we love a montage on Tea Time. Usually it's like a fashion montage. However, training montages also count. Mm. And this movie has a really fun, kind of like sped up montage of the surfing <laughs> lessons that they're giving these football players that mm-hmm. are just it's you know it's fun and quirky and they're bad at it and they're falling off boards <laughs> and the girls are you know trying to get them back on and like it's it's sort of half training montage half like wacky fun making friends vibes and it's just really fun love a montage definitely my other highlight is the final competition sequence. It's really pretty long. It's it's yeah. uh, like the yeah. last fourth of the movie, basically, <laughs> yeah, um, is. is the surfing competition. And there are like several you know parts of it. Like she shows up and she does it and then she like falls and gets hurt mm-hmm. and has to have a pep talk from her quarterback and then gets back out there. And then she's like working with their rival and they're teaching each other and competing at the same time. And then she does it. And it's like this whole thing. And it's just surfing is crazy. And like, we're Mm -hmm. going to say this a million times in this like segment, but it's just like naturally so exciting. Like why are there so many movies about sports that are so much more boring? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I totally Uh, agree. Like this whole, they don't even have to do anything. Like this whole last part of this movie is like just inherently exciting because it's your like, again, trying to tunnel through these, like, giant, massive waves that could kill you at <laughs> yeah. any moment. Like, and, what? And not only that, but it's, like, even in the beginning of the film, we freaking get that honestly traumatic kind of dream sequence where she hits mm-hmm. her head on the freaking rock. Yeah. And it's just, God. like, now I'm thinking about that. Now I'm afraid she's going to hit her head again, you know? They right. did that, that was, one too many times. Well, you can talk about that later. The but stakes that, are high, you know? They didn't it's a high yeah. stakes 20 sport. times. They did, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> they did do it too many times. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's so true. I just enjoy this whole film's aesthetic, you know, going back to what everyone has said. It's just like Hawaii is just a great it's a great place to set your movie, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we love just like a it's a good I mean, obviously they live there, so it's not a vacation movie, but like you get like the destination movie vibes and Mm, there's just nothing better in like a summer movie pick. Agreed. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's do some low lights. So I know I said that it was really well cast. I do think there was one miscast and it really kind of took down the movie, which was casting Matthew Davis, a.k.a. Warner, as this famous mm-hmm. hunk of a quarterback, a professional quarterback, which I have problems with. He was not, if you're going to cast someone who looks like they play professional football, don't like maybe put on muscles. Kate Bosworth was training seven hours a day and Matthew right. Warner could have picked up a 10 pound weight lift one to way? try to like <laughs> sculpt <laughs> something. Oh, she God. was running underwater with boulders and he didn't think to do anything. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he was in Legally Blonde in 2001. This movie came out in 2002. It's just mm. him. Like he is Warner and he is that. And I know, Kate, you feel differently, but like to me and Amelia, I think you agree. Oh, 100%. I just like, couldn't see him as anything but an asshole. And he was actually supposed to be like a nice guy in the movie. He didn't do anything wrong, really. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't get past it. I was like, ugh. I yeah. totally agree. You you literally, and I. this is, I apologize because I've, you know, I feel bad, but it's like you can't look at his face without thinking you got into Harvard Law. What? Like it's hard. Like I just that he is yes. always and always will be yes. Warner Huntington the third to me. Like, I'm sorry. I know that's <laughs> yes, rude, I totally but agree. it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. 
Yeah, he was uh, the teacher from the Vampire Diaries to me, but that's not important. <laughs> also not the vibe you want. A little different. So but he not the didn't vibe. transform to a, a QB no, to any of us. It's too bad. No. Yeah, no, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, also, uh, to piggy- not to piggyback, but I'm going to piggyback. Um, I call BS on him taking all day to learn how to surf. Like, I know that he obviously was into her and was like, oh, but he, you can't even try a little bit. Also, wouldn't she, she should know better that he is an NFL quarterback. Aren't they supposed to have good balance? Something isn't adding up. And it's see, that to me it's feels like a really short amount of time to learn how to surf. I guess like the professional athlete thing. Like it would take me more than a day to learn how to surf. I don't. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. You don't. You think you can get up <laughs> on a board within a day? I've, I've done it before. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, maybe you're just a natural. And I no, I don't think so. Because like I've had friends who've done it too, and it okay. takes so it does like, take at most long. a couple hours. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I trust so, your expertise. Sorry, I don't need to be like. Try oh, no. Yeah, no, you I have terrible balance. Oh, I would never okay. be able to surf. Also, I hate the ocean. So. Okay. Well, ocean is scary. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah. Anyway, continue, um, Amelia. Yes, yeah, sorry. This is also on the quarterback guy again. Just keep ragging on him. Let's I'm do it. I'm so sorry. I don't even... What is his name? I don't even remember his no, name. It doesn't He's matter. such a Does non-entity Warner? to me. Yeah, He's the Warner. quarterback guy. Matt. <laughs> um, oh, his name is Matt. Oh, his name oh, is Matt is? in real life and in the movie. Oh. All right, so that's easy. <laughs> okay, I apologize. Um, I just feel like... Uh, I don't know. Watching this movie, I forgot how like how much of the story was taken up by their relationship. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it would have been so much better. And I'm not blaming the writer because I'm sure the studio was like, you have to have a romance in here. Um, But it's like, it would be so much better if he turned out to be like a loser. And she was like, F you in the end. I don't know. There's just, it's just like, there's too much football in this movie that isn't about football. It's like, there's a time and place the football, but it's not in this movie. You know what I, I mean? I actually completely agree with you. And remember when Thank she you. goes back out like at the final competition, but it's like, you know, she falls three times and then she has like, mm-hmm. one more shot. She like is talking to people and like he ends up giving her kind of like the pivotal pep talk that yeah. gets her to like really go and do it as opposed to Michelle Rodriguez, who's been with her, I think her entire life and also so has been true. like, you know, really like rallying around her as she was screwing around with this guy and I kind of and then you know when she comes out of the water they have this like really meaningful hug, like hit her and Matt this quarterback mm-hmm. I'm like you've known him for five days I was kind of <laughs> bummed how much emphasis there was even on the end yeah, yeah. totally yeah. it's just like really and again he's so like I don't even so don't long. even remember his name yeah it's like yeah. you know who cares so yeah okay. uh, I'm gonna swap my two highlights because this tags on Okay. My obligatory, like, could have been gayer, should have been gayer. Mm. Like, if there was, like, a Bend It Like yes. Beckham vibe with her and Michelle Rodriguez in this movie, <laughs> yes, it would have been a hundred times better. Like, make her the rival. They have, oh, like, my this, God. You know, oh, they're competing I with each that. other. They're friends. Yes. Like, that's the vibe. <laughs> yes. Instead, Instead, like, we have this random bro who, again, you're oh like, she's God. known for five days. Like, why is he her, like, emotional... Yeah like touchstone in the stone. Totally. Like, again, like of totally. course there had to be a romance, whatever. But I totally agree. Could have been way less significant, much like Bend it like Beckham. Should have just had, you know, the like vague friend Underlying. homoerotic yeah. energy there. I love that. Would have oh. been much better. Mm-hmm. I know. Missed opportunity. The younger sister fucking drives me crazy. I forgot about it. And then mm. as soon as I laid eyes on her in this movie, I was like, I hate you so much. Something <laughs> wow. about her. And like, actually, as I was watching this, 
I was like, oh, she's actually not as annoying as I remembered. Like, she definitely sucks, but <laughs> she's not like as super younger sister annoying as I, for some reason, associated with her face. But something about her, and I'll get into it, her uh, some styling choices in a moment. Mm. Uh, it just drives me crazy. I just mm-hmm. every time I'm like, I literally hate. I hate you so much. That's so movie. funny. Yeah. She's so annoying. If we're picking nits, I thought Anne Marie <laughs> as a leading lady's name is actually the worst choice possible. Yeah, she's supposed to be go off cooler than cool. She's supposed mm-hmm. to be like really rugged, doesn't give a fuck, not that feminine, doesn't care, but it's like naturally like just she's got it going on. And her mm. name is Anne Marie. No offense Terrible. to those who are named Anne Marie. It's just like she should have. There could have been a stronger protagonist name. I totally. have no idea. It does not, not say surfer at all. It does no. not say surfer. Yeah. So And she true. was born and raised on the island. Like, I don't know what, uh, yeah. I just don't know Weird. what that choice was. That, yeah, like that is, oh my God. Sorry. You're so, you're so right. And they you're always so call right. her Anne Marie. There's no nickname. Yeah, it's just there's like no name. shortened anything. No. Stupid. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is age the best and the worst? In the first five minutes, there's this like super cut. Of surfing, I think. It's like very hard to tell what is happening because it's like, and I'm so bad at describing this. I tried to Google it. Like it's that 90s blown out, like multicolor, warped. Like, it's like acid music trip. Videos. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. yes. It is just all over. The first, the opening of this whole movie yeah. is like it's that. Infrared, um, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. So that is like very aughts, very 2002. I think if they remade this, it wouldn't exactly be that way. Also, like, I know it's tough. They have to do, uh, they have to do some like movie magic because obviously Kate Bosworth is not going to be surfing like, you know, pipe masters in the middle of the Hawaiian whatever seas. Right, right. Um, But they do. So I think the way they hacked it based on my research was like, you know, for most of the scenes, they got actually like a male body double shaved his legs, put on a blonde wig Mm. and kind of like showed waist down. But they did try to CGI a couple things and superimpose her face on a body a couple times. And I it just it really it's didn't so work. Creepy. The angle is hard. <laughs> it's right. so bad. It's, um makes me laugh. Have you ever time. seen well, I'm sure you've seen the first Harry Potter where it was yeah. like revealed the Voldemort on the back of <laughs> Professor Quirrell's head. It literally her face looks like the back of Professor Quirrell. Similar timing. Oh. Yeah. Similar. It's like, what is that? Like, yeah. that's how far we were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's really uh, good. Yeah. It's really creepy. And like, they didn't have to do it. You know, like, it feels like you could have just shown her from a distance or something. But right. they decided yeah. to like just hold it on this kind of close up. And it's like, oh, that's yes. not, that's not her face. That's yes. not. not her body. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I also don't know where to put this, but I watched this uh, probably in 2002 for the first time. Watched it a lot growing up with my sister. So when I was a kid and watching this movie, there's a scene where Kate Bosworth, who, like we said, works as the cleaning staff at the hotel. They go into this NFL suite that like our, I almost want to call him Warner, whatever. His like other buddies (laughs) are staying in and they've completely trashed it. There's shit in the toilet, throw up on the floor. And then they pick up this mystery object and are like, oh my God, this is the last drop. Fuck these guys. Run out. Kate Bosworth does this like big thing with this thing, this mystery object in her hand being like, this is how you throw it away. This is whatever. I had no idea what that was for so long. It turns out it's a condom, a used condom <laughs> on the floor that they left. But I was so mystified by this and never thought to like <laughs> think about it, look into it. I just was like, huh, it's a weird what is piece that? of plastic on the yeah. floor. But it's so etched in my brain that now when I watch it, I can't help but like 
really go back to that time being like, sure. What, what is that? I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. Funny. It was a used condom. So wow. The, the more, more you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think of this movie every time I see cleaners at a hotel <laughs> or like every time I like, you know, use some, like a towel at a hotel and like leave mascara on it. I'm like, oh, no. Like for whatever reason, it's like has ingrained in me like this need to like be really neat at the hotels. Mm-hmm. And like, not that I would ever Good. trash a hotel room to this degree at all, of course. But like <laughs> yeah. in my head, like that, this movie is what I always think of. That's really funny. That's really, uh, that really funny. My age, the worst uh, relates again to the annoying sister and it's white girls with cornrows. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was such a like trendy thing. At this point in time, I remember like girls would come to school and like would have been on vacation like in Florida and their hair would be cornrowed mm. for like a week, like white girls. Oh, and yeah. Now you would not obviously not see that because we learned about cultural appropriation. And I mean, you would see it probably still, but it's I think largely like we know that you're not supposed to do that anymore. Right. Also, um, it just never looks good. Right. It's not our look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it go. But the younger sister who's blonde as they come in this movie mm. has her hair cornrowed for like the first half of this movie. She does. Yeah. It just adds to her. I just laid eyes on her. And I was like, oh, my God, the 12 year old with braids. Oh, it's so bad in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is not age well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I was obsessed with this movie growing up as well. And this ushered like a stage in my life when I really got into like girl surfers. I remember I was, <laughs> I got a magazine that was like surfing or like surf girl magazine. And I remember being like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I, I got into Roxy yeah. a bunch. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but uh, like in middle school, it was like really cool to wear yeah. like Roxy and Billabong and like Etnies yes. and all these like skate surfer brands. And and did any of us skate or surf? No, of course no. not. But no. um, wow, we loved it. And I just, I, I'm sure if I go up to my parents' attic, there is, <laughs> there's like bunches of Roxy sweatshirts up there. Um, because I'm I sure they'll come back. Hold on to those. Okay. They're bound to be trendy again one of these days. <laughs> Let's hope. And then also, I hate to say this, but this movie just isn't as good as I remember it being. Mm. Not that it's bad. It's just not as good as I remember it being. And I think that has to do with the whole uh, large focus on the NFL guy, which, you know, and too too much Warner, not enough surfing. I also think when we watch this for the first time, we were like young girls, like watching three badass women, like living in Hawaii, just like doing their Mm -hmm. thing, probably was like the coolest thing on the planet. Yes, And in the interviews they've done in the years since, like they, and it's true, there was not a lot of movies like with just like, I know that the NFL guy was like part of it, but like truly just like one female athlete, you know, that like did mm-hmm. her thing. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right, it probably doesn't hit the same now that we're. Yeah. Also, oh, there was an bad. element of like, if you were too young to watch it at the time, which I also was, I think I watched it on TV. Like there was a little element of like, oh, like this is really cool and like hip yes. and like mm-hmm. a little yes. edgy. And like, I don't think I'm allowed to be watching this. <laughs> Whereas yeah. now, obviously it's like, well, that kind of has faded. Uh, yeah. Over right. Time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do MVP. Amelia. Um, I guess my MVP would be Susan Orlean, who wrote the original story from uh, Outside Magazine called Life Swell, which the movie is loosely, I like really, we're talking really <laughs> loose here, based on. And if you've ever read the article, it just follows 
a group of girls who live in Maui. And it's like that, make that movie, you know? It's yeah. like, not that mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy this, but like make that movie because there's no Warner. There's there's just these girls trying yeah. to get by and they're surfers, you know? Like make, let's yeah. make that movie. Yeah, now. absolutely. So, um, I totally agree. My MVP is uh, Kate Bosworth's heterochromia where her eyes are two different colors. <laughs> this is my favorite thing about her. I just always think it's really cool. And they show it really close mm. up in the first a uh, couple frames of this movie, but one of her eyes is like mostly brown. The other one's blue. Um, cool. And I just always think it's really cool. She shows it on her Instagram. I follow her on Instagram for some reason. And like, she's like, you can tell she like knows it's her thing, you know, <laughs> and like <laughs> we'll do a lot of like, oh, you can really see my eyes really well in this picture. That's funny. Um, my honorable mention is whatever boob tape is keeping these girls in their string bikinis on these surfboards. Cause like, mm. these are not like your sports bra top bikinis. Like these are string bikinis that like yeah. the top, like tied once. Like not even double not knotted. A rash guard. I'm like you would sight. never. You would. Yeah. And they do. She does at the end have like a rash guard on. But for most of this movie, they're just just winging it and these she's, waves. She and said that their bikinis were ripped off so often that like she yeah. was just like it is what it is with the crew. They would like fish <laughs> it out of the ocean for her. But there's it was no just, way. Yeah, there's no, no way, way that it, they couldn't yeah. be. Uh, which yeah. is not the most right. realistic, but you know it's Hollywood. Yeah, uh, my MVP is Michelle Rodriguez. She did all of her own jet ski stunts, which is, wow. and she's badass, right? Like she was in the, fe- like she's just a badass actress and mm-hmm. um, this is not the first time she's done her own stunts. But something about her being on a jet ski because her role kind of at the end of prep Kate Bosworth for this big competition is like pulling her out to these ginormous waves so that she can surf them. And she did that. She was like that person, which is really scary. Again, like you can tell I'm scared of the ocean, but like to jet ski around massive waves when you are an actress by trade and not a surfer, by mm-hmm. it's just really impressive, to be honest. Fearless girl. And she definitely just did great work in this movie. Okay, let's do lightning round. What is a side character you would most enjoy a series about? This is a fun question. Amelia just mentioned this. This is not a side character, but I... Along the lines of, you know, an actual movie or series about the girls that Susan Arlene wrote about, like, let's just remake this or like make a TV show about like surfer chicks or, you know, girls in Hawaii or like, it's just like we said, it's such a crazy sport. The stakes Mm. are so high. It's like you got the man versus nature element. You got (laughs) the like, it looks so cool when you do it right. It looks cool when you do it wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. like people are half naked all the time. They're fucking sharks. Like, I, I'm like, why? Like, why do we have so many sports and movies? Excuse me, movies and TV shows about boring sports when like surfing is right there. And yeah. we're gonna talk. I think so we true. probably know why because we're gonna talk about this shortly. But I just think there should be more content about it. And I would absolutely watch like some sort of you know show about surfer girls in Hawaii or whatever. I think it would be great. I would mm-hmm. too. Yeah, give us the girls. You know. Yeah, I, I love that. I agree. I would also say, you know what? They had minimal screen time, um, but they made the most of it, which is that that's the Dion Waiters Award that yeah. we talked yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those bitchy wags who are so freaking mean. That's really funny. They were like making fun of her. And I was like, do you know what you're wearing? Like they were making fun of her black dress. And it's like, you're dressed like a hooker from 1990. Like right. it's, it's literally a black down. dress. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I just would like more of them because they had a lot to say. And, sure um, <laughs> you know, I give me more of that. But also, I know we don't like her, but the younger sister and her antics, I would, I don't know, I'd watch a like, you know, like gritty drama about agree. her life. You know, she can, be like, in the, she can be in the surfer chick show. She can be among the friend group. 
What about right. the yes, yeah. What about the mom in Las Vegas with her ooh. new boyfriend who left Hawaii that, to go ooh. to Nevada? I can't. That's why imagine. That's why I yeah. don't want to see more of her. But I'm curious. Oh, okay, about her. She's like story. a sociopath, so it would be yeah. like interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys think this is the hardest sport to mm. fake as an actress? And I ask a follow-up, which is, has anyone seen Blake Lively in The Shallows? Because I have not. (laughs) And I can't imagine she pulled this off better than Kate Bosworth in Blue Crush. But no one's seen it? No. No. Is she a surfer in that movie, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a shark movie primarily. I hilariously think there's any world in which I would watch that. But (laughs) yeah, no. Okay, so I think that the answer is yes. And I was thinking like maybe ice skating, because like how, but I'm going to say no, because- regardless, you have got to be in very deep ocean water for Mm. some shots, whether or not you have to surf them. You have to be out there regardless. The environment that you're in is dangerous and scary for an actress, as opposed to like on a basketball court, even on a nice drink. Like, I feel like this is the hardest sport if you were to go into a role. What do you guys think? I agree. I think not only is it the hardest, but I think it's the hardest to look hot while doing it. First of all, (laughs) again, you have to keep your swimsuit on. Like at bare minimum, difficult. Second of all, you're trying to stand up on a board, have balance. You're like hunched over, you know, like the surfing pose is not inherently sexy. It's like you're very like hunched and scrunched down and like trying to Mm-hmm. Unless you're really good at it, which like in which case you are a little more vertical, yeah. but it yeah. seems difficult. And then third, you're being like smashed by waves. Your hair's wet. Yeah, your makeup's right. running off. You, you know, are, are going in and out of water. Like you, we've seen beach pictures of the most beautiful celebrities in the world. And like mm-hmm. at some point they look bad. Like, you know, like people in the ocean simply cannot always look good. So I think mm-hmm. right. it's just impossible to look good all the time too. Whereas like ice skating, like you get the cute little outfit at least. That's true. Also, imagine doing take after take after take and you are just exhausting. That's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I know I said that it's easy to get up, but that's, it's like, it's easy (laughs) to get get up and ride like a baby wave. But if you're actually trying to do like a stunt on these bigger waves, that's, Mm -hmm. that's nearly impossible. And you have to at least be good enough to look like, like to at least like, like you're not stand there, even if you're not doing it. Yeah. You have to like actually be decent. Uh, right. So, like we right. said, I was like, "Why is there not more surfing content?" That might be part of it. Yeah, that's really why. Probably uh, to pull that off. <laughs> okay. Well, that was honestly, I love that movie. So I'm happy. It was fun. Right? That was a fun one. Okay, let's do tea times unanswerable questions before we wrap. Kate, go ahead. Okay, this is so important. And Amelia, I also want to discuss Halloween with you. I had that as my other answer, and then I, I moved know. this. I'm sad. Um, we can still discuss shortly. Okay, However, cool. this was more important. <laughs> My unanswerable question is, would drunk you eat a slice of pizza in a nightclub that was thrown at you by Katy Perry, even if it hit the ground? Let's discuss here. Let me set the scene. You're in Las Vegas. You're in a nightclub. I think it's a gay nightclub. So it's 25% more fun than a not gay nightclub. You're like four shots in. It's 2 a.m. You're next to the DJ stand. And who do you see? But Katy Perry, like in full Katy Perry vibes. Okay. She's like in the, you know, skin tight pink dress. She's got the black ponytail. She's holding a pizza box and the crowd around you is like, ah, Katy Perry. And she starts frisbeeing pieces of pizza to you and your friends and the Mm -hmm. crowd around Mm -hmm. her. She puts some of them on plates. 
And then Frisbees, both the plate and the pizza, both of which go different directions, of course, due to gravity and (laughs) centrifugal force. Uh, But she's just Frisbeeing pizza into the crowd. Now, like I said, you're pretty drunk. You're having a great time. It's Katy Perry. She throws a piece of pizza in your direction. It bounces off your friend's shoulder, hits another friend's hand, lands on the ground right in front of you. You pick it up. It's been like three seconds. Oh, do God. you eat the pizza? Do you not eat the pizza? If not, what do you do with the pizza? This video is funnier than I could have ever. Yeah, this imagined. all happened. This I all just, happened, to be clear. <laughs> this last week. There's video. I watched this just now for the first time as you're talking about it. And nothing could have prepared me actually for what that looks like. No, the it's answer, literally Frisbee. Like she gets some some distance on these she, pizza Also, slices. she knows what she's doing, you know? For it's like, sure. Yeah. 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 There's However, a look of glee that people, is. These pizzas are landing on the ground. They're bouncing off people. Do you eat your Katy Perry drunk pizza, ground pizza? If not, what do you do with it? It's in your hands. What do you do? Would I eat it off of a club floor? Probably not. But would I eat it if it touched other and then came to me like it passed okay. other hands and then I caught it? Yeah, probably. Okay. So it's just the floor that's the deal breaker. Yeah. Amelia? I... Like five, 10 years ago, would I probably, I would probably eat it. However, now after COVID and Ugh, um, yeah. no longer being in my 20s, I-, I would say I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Like, I, what if, oh, what my if God. she curls it and it goes right to you and lands in your hands? Oh, I mean, you have no choice. And who? Oh, that's you okay. You have no choice but to eat it. Okay. Then. You, it's I like think a you gift have to. from God. <laughs> I, except I will say this I think. You have to, if it, it falls on the floor, I'm not eating it, but I am documenting it and I'm right. posting taking it and being like, look it. at this pizza, pizza. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. taking it with me outside of the club and posing right. with it, you know? Yeah. Wait, can I, can I hijack with another unanswerable question? Sure. Yes. Is this the worst f- or what, where does this rank in the foods where if you were a celebrity were to toss it in a mm. club, like wouldn't a chicken tender be easier to grab? Toss kind of aim. A pizza oh. is more of a frisbee. It, I and think that it's feels the more frisbee chaotic. that makes it so funny, though. Mm, like, yeah. like, if she was I doing chicken tenders, it wouldn't be. Or chicken wings. Chicken te- I mean, chicken tenders would also be really funny. Because <laughs> it's easier to catch. A pizza's hard. It it's is. harder to see, though. It's, it's slippery. Yeah, Especially it is slippery. Like and there's a like a grease pizza? element to it. Yeah. Hot pizza. Hot pizza, where if that thing smacks you in the face or something, <laughs> right. you're going to get a burn. Like that right. is not fun. Also, it's like, it's going to pick up whatever's on the ground. Whereas like a chicken yeah. tender has some like, like it's going to lose some crumbs and like leave right. stuff on the ground. Whereas like, but you're it probably good. To it, you yeah. know? It was so, totally. like, maybe I would eat a chicken it, tender. You know? Yeah, but yeah. pizza inherent, like, you're not taking pictures with the, piece, the chicken tender that Katy Perry well, threw at you. Well, you probably would. But, like, pizza's so much funnier inherently. Uh, okay, is. you're probably right. That's I think true. my answer is that I would, I would take a bite for social media. <laughs> wow. No you, you would wow. even take a bite. Yeah. Ooh, I think wow. I would. Listen, wow. you're okay. not, Katy Perry's right there. You're, it's like 2 a.m. You're okay. not at the height of your reasoning. You're like, I'm going to do it yeah. for the bit. I think I would. No one caught, no one's ever caught COVID from eating pizza off a club floor, probably. Okay, what about <laughs> monkeypox? <laughs> Plus, it's like a it's a it's a nightclub where people are fully unmasked and very close proximity. So that ship has sailed, uh, me thinks. Oh, that's true. That's a um, good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm a at. Mystery. Okay, so we're probably not eating the pizza, but if it probably doesn't not. touch the floor, we're eating the pizza. Right. But we're definitely right. taking pictures with Definitely the documenting it regardless. no matter what. Okay, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Please watch the Katy Perry pizza video. <laughs> Listeners, yeah, if you haven't, it's stunning. Uh, yeah. Just the look on her face is just like, oh my God. It's so funny. Yes. 
Okay, Amelia, what is your question? My question is, okay, so there was a teaser for, get this, Spirit Halloween the movie. And if you don't, you know what Spirit Halloween is. It's that store that comes every single year to your local mall. It takes the one, you know, or maybe there are several unattended to uh, stores and it, it takes up all the room there. You know, you can buy your little Halloween costumes. They usually sell like other Halloween related items. Um, but anyway, so the, there's a movie which they got like, in my opinion, some big names. They got they got Rachel Lee Cook. She's in this movie. Hell they yeah. Christopher Lloyd. He's in this movie. So sure. it's just like, wow. Okay, Spirit Halloween, the movie. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> Except there is like an element. If you watch the teaser, it's like, I don't know how to, it's like, this was definitely not shot in HD. This was shot in 2D. Oh, and, no. Um, <laughs> it's a little like YouTube movie, you know? Which is, that's fine. Mm. It's fine. I, I understand it. The it's Times are tough, you know? But I was wondering, with the teaser for Spirit <laughs> Movie, the Hall- or Spirit Halloween, the movie, what niche store would you most like to see a movie for? This is a great question. However, Thank there's you. no seasonal store that really carries the same memeable energy mm, sure. and kind of like awkward, funny seasonal vibe as Spirit <laughs> Halloween. I think it is unique yeah. in that way. However, I will say maybe like the Hallmark Christmas store, like Ooh. Hallmark during the holidays when they have like their huge ornament sale or like any other like yeah. Christmas vibe, I think, but they probably have already made those. I'm sure there's... Gonna- I'm surprised Hallmark has not capitalized I'm on sure that. that there is. They so should. my other idea, because I was trying to think of like seasonal shopping opportunities. My other one well, was like Girl Scout cookie season. Does it have to be seasonal or can it just be a niche store? Like, okay, what yeah, is a niche, niche store? store. Like like a, like a Chuck E. Cheese. Because this is a scary movie, right? The Spirit <laughs> Halloween, the movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's supposed you to know, be. Yeah. Or supposed to be scary. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I feel like Chuck E. Cheese, those animatronic Ooh. large things Ooh. that come to life and maybe haunt the children. That could be good. And that's not, that's a year round, baby. That is spooky. All year round. I love when like in zombie movies they like take over like a Walmart or Target, but it's like abandoned, you know, and there's uh-huh. like yeah. 57 rows of just like nobody, but then and they're you like know, looking for around. stuff to fight with and like grabbing yeah. stuff mm-hmm. off the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, that's so a good one. Too. I like that. We could even sure. do and if you didn't even want to do like the scary element of it you could do like the life and times of Chuck E. Cheese because he's a whole character oh you wow know? that's oh, true yeah, like build his, some yeah. lore some yeah. Chuck E. Cheese lore exactly Backstory. yeah that's yeah. a great point you know uh, Amelia I did originally have another question in here that you yes. referred to at the top and I do want to discuss it guys I was at home goods this weekend it is August 4th <laughs> I was at home goods and they have Halloween stuff like their whole seasonal Wild. thing is Halloween fall <sighs> themed and I know I ask this every year. So that was why I deleted it because I'm like, when is it okay to start? But and it's I a constant question. It is. I think generally the answer is Labor Day. However, I think yeah. the, the key to this is that we need another holiday with like an aesthetic, right? Like we need so to true. assign an aesthetic or an activity to Labor Day because like no one can celebrate Labor Day. No one can decorate for Labor Day. And that's why we <gasps> skip ahead to October. Yeah. Or like we need oh. something else. We need something to bridge the gap because that's why this happens. 
this happens so early. And then like, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are so close together. It's like we have, there's this long stretch mm-hmm. that we need to fill in with something else. We need a late summer holiday that people can decorate for and celebrate. There's, uh, you're right. There is kind of like a monopoly towards the end of the year on good yeah. holidays. Yeah. And like, you know, the first, what, eight months of the year are just like, as Liz would say, small beans. You know, right. you I go mean? from yeah. July 4th yeah. to October 31st and there's nothing in there. That's why we're already exactly. doing this. Kate, you are exactly. so plagued by these holiday questions. Like, I, I feel like every month there's some oh, other holiday God. in the distance where you're like, I love is holidays, it time? But I have, <laughs> a lot of, I have a lot of feelings about them. I love fall. And I, I see, this is my thing is I'm like, it's tempting me to want yeah. to celebrate fall early. And I'm like, I know that I can't. And like, so why are you doing this to me uh, so soon? And I need something else to to like carry me over into September. It's so true. It's so true. And you know what? I was at Bath and Body Works just recently and they too, they've brought out the fall and Halloween stuff already. (sighs) And I love this, but it's too early and I can't be part of the problem. And that's why I'm (laughs) concerned about it. You know, it's annoying. Yeah, totally. We'll have to think about it. We'll come up with a late summer holiday. You think about it. And I'll see who I can talk to about making it a thing. (laughs) Thank you. Um, okay, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wormer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.